Toastbooth. This is episode 134, and I'm joined on the line once again by my co-host, Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete, how are you tonight? Great, man. It's good to be here. It's good. It's good to be back another week and talking more Commander. This week got a real spicy one, folks, everybody. We're, uh, we're going to be jumping headlong pretty soon into uh, a little popper Commander tonight. So uh, a real exciting topic, um, one we haven't really dived into here in the show before, um, but it's a really I think it's worth our while to discuss it because we are very budget conscious here on the show and we're helping you stretch your dollars. So... This is a, just another way for you to have some fun and stretch your dollar and get your brew on and uh, brew something fun up uh, to torment your friends with. So Yeah, I mean, it, it went as far up the chain as the Tolarian Academy, you know, with, with the professor. So it's making waves here and there. I have some friends who love this format dearly. And uh, it's nice because, you know, it's lean on the wallet and it's good on the eyes. You know, it, it really, really makes you stop and wonder, wow, like the common power level has crept in the last mm-hmm. you know few sets even i mean with some of this removal we've gotten it's exciting uh, very much so very much so indeed all right so just a little housekeeping stuff there folks uh, we're trying to keep it short but if you like what you hear here in the show be sure to go check us out at the lotuscouncil.com and their discord uh we're available there all of our past episodes are available there you can check it out uh the links are going to be in the show notes so go down and check it out and join us there uh we'd be happy to hear from you guys all right Let's get right into business tonight there, Pete, because there's no point, you know, w- wasted any time with everybody here. So, we're talking some Garbage or Great. We got some Garbage or Great that are specific to uh, Popper EDH today. See what people think about these. So, up first, we have a card. This is generated by Scryfall. It's Stand Firm. As an instant for a single white, as this target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, Scry 2. What is your thought here? It's a classic combat trick, I think, right? Yeah, it does it feel that way, doesn't does it? does something. does something. And then I, I like scrying a lot, personally. I think uh, the card selection is powerful in this format because there's not that much draw, like consistent draw, in, yeah. in the format, per se. You know, like we talked about this before the show began, uh, the ban list really is only Rhystic Study and uh, Mystic Remora, right? So... You're not going to be able to play much uh, draw or draw that's uh, mana efficient. Where scrying here is very mana efficient, right? I mean, mm. wor- worst cases, you scry two and you block and trade up uh, for creature in combat. Best cases, your creature survives a, a good block and you get to scry two. I mean, for one, is I think is it's good. Yeah, I think the the, the the mana efficiency on this is well worth the inclusion. The scry two to set up your next draw is really good. I think this is probably like a, like a second tier of, of combat tricks because I think like God's willing and un- other similar effects are probably going to get run first. But if you're a deck that's heavy into like heroic triggers or right. prowess triggers, then maybe this sort of card is something you're going to consider to run. Um, I can just imagine like a Battlewise Hoplite um, pra- uh, heroic triggers deck is going to le- would lean into this pretty well. Um, you get. You know, I would not if I was blue though. I would not run this card. There's so many good common scry two abilities now. Yeah, there there are a lot. with MH one and MH two and uh, preordain is a you know super famous one that's played in in non budget EDH. I mean, well, I, I, I also I, I, 
I also think cards like Slip Out the Back are better or an upgrade to this too. So, which sure. um, is you know a card that's come come to us in the last sort of two or three sets. Um, I lose track because I feel like there's so many sets, but you know, hey, whatever. Right. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, the deck, the, the card seems reasonable. Uh, hardly seems like it's it, it's going to uh, be a detriment to a deck that's looking to play combat tricks in this manner. Um, but it does also seem like it's low impact on the board. Um, and so it, it, it could be at times underwhelming if you top deck this in the late stages of the game. Like, oh, I really needed something better than this. Shoot. Um, but that is the nature of the game. So uh, right. I think in the right deck, it, it could have a home. Um, sure. But I do think it's probably a second tier down of combat tricks. Um, I think because, like you mentioned, we've had a plethora of other things sort of creep into the format um, and, and sure. it, through sets in the last sort of two, three, four years that would make this sort of card um, not really stand the test of time very well. Right. Uh, this goes for the second card on our list here. Um, it's Patron of the Arts. I run this card for specific purposes regarding copying it in my Jaxus list, which is not a pauper list, obviously. But... Um, I think this card is underrated because it ramps you in red, which sometimes red needs the ramp. Um, and it's impactful immediately when it hits the board as a 3-1 for 3. So I would say that it is pretty good for that reason. I think it'll find definitely a home in Gut True Soul Zealot, which is a legendary goblin. Um, whenever you attack, you may sack another creature artifact. If you do create a 4-1 black skeleton that's with menace, that's tapped and attacking. So it enters, you get a treasure token, you sack the treasure token to gut, you get a 4-1. The next turn, you sack the 3-1, get another 4-1 and a treasure token. And then your third turn, you get another 4-1. So that's three turns in a row, you're getting a 4-1 with menace, um, which is a lot of, a lot of value. Um, other than that... Other than that, yeah, just uh, flickering abilities makes this pretty decent. And then, mm, yeah. um, but again, there will probably be cards printed that will replace this eventually. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the card does an interesting job now of of ramping you if you're in a Boros deck or an Izzet deck that, which are both color combinations that are going to struggle with the ramp generally, um, because they don't come by it naturally. But uh, you want to if you want to really utilize, uh, sort of exploit this, you're going to need to lean into, like you said, the flicker or blink effects. Or conversely, if you sacrifice like the death trigger stuff, where you it dies, it comes back to the battlefield and does and enters the battlefield that way too. Um, right. That's sort of the way to, to sort of exploit this um, in 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 the constraints of popper EDH. Uh, I think it's a super cool card because I I really like the idea of decks being able to use treasure to ramp instead of traditional mana rocks because uh, I think it provides you with a lot of flexibility um, and and some neat card choices. I've sort of fooled around with this concept before before uh, Alder's Gate and a few other sets played in played into it, uh, and now I think treasure is so ubiquitous that you could you could build a very powerful deck and avoid the tra the classic. Mana rock package. The other that, thing too is yeah. like bouncing it back to hand with certain effects as yeah. well. Yeah. Like um, there's this this card's not that good, but it's from Cons Ambush Crotic. It's a yes. five five trample for six. You remember I, this card? I know, right? I know it well. 
<laughs> you, you know, it returns a creature to hand. It used to do a lot of uh, kind of busted things back in the day, right? In uh, in standard, um, ancestral statues, another famous one. Um, so there's other interesting sort of ways to. There's, I believe Ugin's construct it. is another one too. Ugin's construct, right. I believe. Um, maybe I'm just gonna. Oh, sacrifice a permanent. That's not quite the same. Anyway, yeah. So you Breath can... of Life is an old sorcery that also can can do it. Return to a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's good. It's flexible, some, I guess. You get, you get some good value off of this. Ramp your game plan. Move you forward. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be... And I definitely don't think it's embarrassing to, to run this sort of card. I mean, it's still a 3-1. If you need to block, it blocks, it attacks, it picks up swords or axes or whatever else you want to do. Um, it does a lot of those things. It wears it wears artifacts to make you fly. Like this sort of da- this sort of thing gets in damaging, and and every every piece of damage is going to help. So uh, seems good to me. All right, let's move on to let's like talk about the format a little. What do people know or or don't know conversely about uh, you know pop, uh, popper EDH because it is a format that is not widely known. People right. have a pretty not good idea. Yeah, it's not right. as popular as obvious, obviously full-blown commander, where people are very excited for their commander decks. So what are, what are we getting into here when we dive, dive into popper commander? Yeah, it's uh, simply, it's uh, reduced down for particular requirements. Um, so like, instead of 40 life, you have 30. Instead of 21 commander damage to kill an opponent, you only need to do 16. Um the nice thing too is it's it's very simple to build. You just need one uncommon card. That's a that's your commander. It doesn't even have to be legendary. It just has to be a creature, and then everything else is just commons. Um, everything from lands to removal to ramp has to be a common. Right. Um, that's really the only deck restriction. But it could be any card that was downshifted to common rarity or used to be a common and was upshifted. Um, you know, a famous example is Ashnod's Altar. Uh, you can use that as a viable card in Popper. Um, and then there's some others, like we were talking about this before, there's not that many infinite combos, there's a few game-breaking, back-breaking ones, but it's more balanced in the sense of you're going to try to fight and uh, swing for combat damage uh, to win the game most most often than not. And it's more creature-heavy, sort of like a limited format where creatures will win the game most, most more often. Um, yeah, yeah. My I haven't played a lot of Popper Commander. Their audience, I'm going to be very honest with you. I have played my fair share of Popper though, and that my experience is that generally speaking, uh, it's creatures that are going to come into the play. Are going to lead. Are going to lean into how you're going to do most of your damage. That's not to say that there aren't powerful spells that are floating around here, because some of the most powerful spells and iconic spells in the game are still very much prevalent and are part of the game so arc ritual is legal that's like that's super super powerful right there treasure cruise yeah treasure cruise is there you got that brainstorm brainstorm is a thing so these are some of the iconic cards of like magic and years gone by but we also have mechanics like of things like on on cards like storm there's storm cards out there like Empty the Warrens and, and Grape Shot, and then the 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 green squirrely one, uh, Chatterstorm, I think is what it's called. Um, like mm-hmm. Storm is out there as a really powerful mechanic that you're gonna find. You're gonna have a lot of 
um, Daxter going that. You also have things like the delve mechanic. If you're looking to cheat out like overcosted creatures, because all the creatures sort of like cap out, like generally they sort of cap out like a five five. Um, you can get you can actually get quite far ahead by being able to delve out your four fours and your five fives, like your hooting mandrels and your uh, Gurmak angler. Yeah, your Gurmak anglers well. at, at, at a much earlier um, earlier stage of the game um, through the delve mechanic to really get yourself pushed ahead. Um, Over of secrets, even as a flip mechanic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you yeah. Can, you can do a lot of really potent things. Uh, with some of those mechanics that are sort of floating around. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, my looking at, through a lot of the decks is a lot of decks are very focused on being creature-centric, uh, get them in the red zone, and uh, take it from there. Which uh, makes for a fun and interesting format. Um, I heard a really disturbing statement on the weekend there, uh, there Pete. And oh, yeah. there was a player who told me that, well, attacking in Commander isn't that important. Which I said, I'm like, I almost like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, no, like, so many times in Commander, it's not the attacking that gets everybody dead, it's some other ability. It's the triggered abilities we were talking about. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the spell combos. It's the this, 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 that. And I, I, and I'm like, well, I can see that point, but I think in this format, in this, in, in, in proper EDH, it really is creature, creature driven combat. That is going to result in people being eliminated. Yeah, I mean, I forgot about this, but like Brunor Battlehammer is probably a very powerful pauper commander because of the fact that it buffs every creature that you control that has equipment attached to it. Oh, yeah. Two two. And, it, and you can pay zero each turn to equip something for free. And most equipment in this format are very cheap to equip because they're not that good mm-hmm. in a vacuum. So... I mean, for for that person to state that, I mean, maybe it's just the meta they play in, like the the play group or something. Because uh, combat damage will always be relevant in this game. It, it's part of the game. It's essential. It's like you're eating your spinach. You know, it's like eating your vegetables. Ah, uh, yes, um, I love my broccoli. <laughs> me too. So, like, in all seriousness, I, I'm a big veggie guy. But um, you know, it's it's kind of like. Saying, oh, like, counter spells aren't efficient, you know, or like, it's, it's like saying, oh, like, uh, I don't know, like, you, you shouldn't be ramping out. It's, it's just, it's, I think it's counterintuitive to how the game should be played. Yeah, that's personally. What, well, that's where I sort of sat there and I like, walked for a second. I'm like, part of me doesn't want to disagree with them because I'm like, well, you're right. I mean, at the time, I was dying by a point at a time to a, Dude playing uh, the Marauding Bl- Bl- uh, Blight Priest and right. a, a Corsair Crew Fix on the battlefield. And every time he made a land drop, he gained a life, and I lost a life. And it it dropped me down to like into my mid twenty, like my like mid twenties, my life total. Before we were able to remove the stupid Blight Priest from the battlefield, and right. I was like, this is really annoying. Like this is just, it's not. Big chunks of damage, but it's just oh, play a land, lose, do do a thing. Which, incidentally, folks, let's just uh, review here. In the past couple of weeks, we've had an episode on triggered abilities and a show right. on land, and there they are together, perfectly merged together to drive us all crazy to justify the point that we may not need to go to combat. 
So I'm like, oh, I don't, I still don't agree. And then I, the probably, of it. And then I probably smashed him <laughs> in the face with Optimus Prime and it felt awesome. Yeah, take that. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, so anyway, that's the story with, uh, with. Well, just to say, um, our deck tech today is more combat focused. So um, I'm going to just jump right into it. By all right? means, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a very um, well thought out list. I'll be honest. I just kind of slap some stuff together, but it's um, it's an infect list actually <laughs> for Popper. Um, it, the the commander is Boneyard Lurker, which has a mutate cost. It's a four four. When it mutates, return target permanent from your graveyard to your hand. Originally, I wanted it to be more aristocraty, but now I realize that. The aristocrat part is just like a caviar to the infect strategy. Mm, yes. um, I think that the, the new toxic cards in common are actually very nice. The the combination of proliferate and toxic can get you there faster. Granted, I haven't played enough Popper EDH personally to under to know like would I be able to quickly infect out each person at the table? I don't know. Uh, it depends on what you're playing against and what they have access to in terms of removal. But we have a nice list here that has a nice mix of sacrifice to draw cards, uh, recursion effects like abnor abnormal endurance, Ashnaw's intervention as well, um, and we got our commander, the Boneyard Lurker, which allows us to recur things too. So again, not like a perfect list here, but seems to be rather, rather like a fun list to try and see if it works. Um, yeah. So when I was looking at this this list audience there, I mean. Uh, I I like the idea of using the boneyard boneyard lurker, um, and 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 using that to because that gives you in your command zone a way to generate value. You can go if your creature a creature of yours is dead. If you have an, as long as you have another creature on the battlefield, because uh, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in this deck that is a human. You can mutate boneyard lurker lurker boneyard lurker onto it. Meaning you now have the ability to recur whatever you want from your graveyard and put it back in your hand. Now there is a limit because it does Boneyard Lurker gets expensive depending on how many times he's dead. But uh, you can do a lot of good in terms of uh, restoring your board state uh, and putting something uh, important back on the battlefield if you can go and get it from Boneyard Lurker again. Um, there are some things in here where you know I think. You know, if it was some experimentation, you end up finding yourself going in a slightly different direction. Um, but I think this gives you a pretty good starting point to approach the format and ask the question: Does this cut the mustard? And I think that's really what you where where your local meta is going to be able to inform you. Maybe you discover that a card like um, corpse corpse cur isn't good enough. Like a four mana two, two maybe really isn't right. enough. Right. Like, and my, my, my feedback to, to Pete was, and I will share it with you right now is that this deck runs the risk of being, um, basically shut off because they've got bigger things on the board gumming up the ground. And so how do you, how does this deck push through damage? If you can't push through in fact, because none of the creatures are right. huge. One of the drawbacks they're just the average, yeah. they're averagely statted. So, like, if you have a big, big, uh, like, like finishing card or like a card with a big butt, like six toughness, you're, you're pretty much going to be okay. Um, 
Granted, I, I, I didn't spend as I haven't really spent a lot of time on this list, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But I think Popper, once you played enough, like anything else, you'll start to realize, oh, this this for this sort of idea works really well in this format. This idea doesn't work in this other format. It's kind of a perfect match for me in terms of limited and constructed in a sense where like you have to really think about the commons that you're using to win the game yeah where in edh like normal i'm usually playing mostly rares and mythics you know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm playing cards that are just busted and i don't have to think much about the impact they might have because they already are known to have an impact um so I yeah i mean popper popper is a beautiful format i think to try to have fun with friends you can use kitchen table cards you just having your collection. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great, it's a great simple format. That's the best part <laughs> is that you can go into your your boxes of, of bulk and stuff that you're not playing, and very quickly put together like your deck. So I mean, I was fooling around with the same sort of concept, and Pete and I didn't even talk to you either. Um, I immediately went to a black green commander and was sort of fooling around with it. I have a little stack of cards here of things that I pulled out of. Just some boxes here, cards I already own. I don't; they're not going to cost me any more money. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, this looks kind of fun." Um, now I do have to say, I think the format's really going to really is really picked up in terms of the the flexibility and the viability of the format because of all the uncommon commanders that have been afforded us since 2018 and uh, Dominaria. So we've had you know hundreds. Of uncommon commanders been entered into the format that are going to get not only give you a powerful ability on your commander but also um like essentially put your deck on like really give you a direction like this is what you want to do with this deck so i was fooling around with erg's spawn of turg which is now going to be a black green lands matters deck um and I want to put things that land in my graveyard. I want to kill my opponent's great lands, and and that's where I was taking that because spawn like Erg spawn a Turg is so um, so directly saying I care about lands being in graveyards. So that's where I started as a premise. I started with an uncommon, and there were so many uncommon legends that there's lots of great options to pick from. So um, if you're worried about what to pick, there's so many great choices. It's not hard. To go find something that's going to suit your interests, not at all. So, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it's just a something that the gang, like, of friends that you have, should try out at least once, and you'd be surprised as how much fun it is just to play with, you know, kind of crappy cards. <laughs> I, I agree a hundred percent. I think it's it's so. So if you're looking to liven up your next commander night with some of your friends. Maybe suggest, like, hey, let's all brew a popper deck and see how we do. Um, we used to do that with my friends. We used to have, like, a popper night where we brewed up popper decks. And then we all got into Commander, and that was the end of that. But it'd still be a fun way to liven up your night if people are getting tired of playing the same old high-powered uh, Commander decks week in and week out. So um, maybe give it a try. See if it works for you guys. Um, it's reasonably affordable. It's uh, lots of great fun choices to to include, and so yeah, go give it a try. Think you're going to be very pleased with what you find as uh, as the format. All right, Pete. This is a real sweet one, a real yeah. short one. I like it. I like this, like how it's short and sweet, and like 
really gets to the point. So uh, we're just going to sure. we're just going to wrap it up here, folks. This will be the Epic Experiment Podcast signing off. Wishing you the best wherever you next play Magic. If you want to reach out to us, please go check in the show notes. Uh, all our contact information is there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. Have yourselves a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, take care, everybody. Talk to you soon. See you guys. Have a good night. Peace.